Let's make planning this year's garden a lot easier with the Planter app. This app is packed full of features. It has companion and combative planting, which are indicated by green and red circles. It has a simple drag and drop interface. It has 80 plus plants and thousands of varieties. All the info is needed to grow veggies, including when to start seeds, transplant and harvest, the ability to create custom plants and varieties, a growing guide with in-depth articles to supplement the quick info in the app, not to mention that you can view it and use it both on your PC and on your mobile device, so you can always be planning your garden on the go. This app is used in my garden year-round to plan the upcoming seasons, reference the last year's seasons so I know when to rotate, and it also helps me to learn more about companion planning using the visual cues. When you create your garden, it's going to be based on the dimensions and each block is going to be a square foot. I've had a lot of fun using this app and the Planter app, which is spelled P-L-A-N-T-E-R, is available in your app store on both Google and Apple. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and plan your garden and use the link below to get a discount on the Planter app. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. All right, now that we got pests and all that stuff out of the way, Batavia, why don't we do uh, something a little bit more bright and cheery? Let's talk about some easy spring gardening crops. What do you think? <laughs> oh, yes, let's talk about them so I can learn what we they can, are. Yeah. <laughs> we could keep it difficult and just talk about the hardest ones to grow, but that's lame. Well, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm all, not about the hard. Um, and weeds don't count as a spring crop. Maybe you know? not in your garden. Yeah. So. I just planted some dandelion. What you talking about? Well, that is, I mean, what is it? A weed is only a thing that you don't want to be there. That's what makes it a weed, right? I guess. And for the record, I did not plant um, dandelion. I'm not into that. Remember that? I got planted um, out my grass. I don't know, a couple episodes ago, you told me about, oh, I should put that, um, what's it, polyurethane material? That's not the term. That plastic material that you put on top of your chicken coop. I should put that on the back wall of the cage, baby. Remember the weeds that are growing yeah. in between? Yeah, did you do it? So every No, I didn't. And every year, I weed the cage baby twice. I do the official, you know, we turn the soil over, I weed then, and then it takes me like a week and a half or two weeks to plant. And guess what ends up happening? What happens? All of my new friends are poking their heads out. Um, and they're absolutely weeds. They aren't <laughs> volunteers. Volunteers being things that I want so I'm going to ask all of our listeners, um, first of all, you should come over to the Backyard Gardens community Facebook or Patreon. Uh, Patreon will support us. But if you come to the Facebook, I want you guys to put up a bet about if we're going to get the cage baby to either be a chicken coop or a greenhouse. I want you all to weigh in and maybe if we get enough uh, votes for either one, maybe uh, Miss Batavia will do it within three years. I'll give her a break and say four years. I just became really emotional because I feel like the amount of pressure that you just created for me, like, you know, just because someone votes on something on Facebook, like I don't have to do do. it. I feel like the anxiousness and anxiety right in this moment. And I have on, because it's still spring here, I have on three layers. I feel like I'm starting to sweat a little bit. You you have to. If it's voted on, you have to. That's in the story. I'm going to take a beat here. Let me calm down. All right. I was planting the cage baby today. You're ruining this for me. I throw some chickens in there until I write up for you. <laughs> All right. So the easiest spring crops to grow. Um, believe it or not, they're not all easy. Um, I think for me personally, it's, you know, I like to do a lot of easy and a lot of... Um, Not a little bit of hard, sorry. Not a lot of hard, because that would make it difficult. But I think each year I test the waters about a few new things. So I think at the end we'll talk about a little bit about what I've been testing and maybe Miss Batavia's testing something. Maybe she's not. We'll find out. So what's your your first easiest crop to grow? 
Lettuce. I knew it. Damn it. I should have put a bet. I should have called my bookie. This is why this is the only time you making me go first benefits me because I can get to the thing before you get to it. Lettuce. You said it with authority, too. Look, everybody, she said she yeah. leaned into the mic and stared me dead in my eye and said, lettuce. <laughs> like one of these kids that's in the draft. I'm taking my talents, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I have to fight the urge. I started some the first flowers I started this year indoors or zinnias. And I think I did like and I know I'll, I'll plant more of them. But I started like maybe 18, like three, six packs. Mm-hmm. They were the first things to pop up because quiet is kept. I was starting them at the same time I was starting my peppers in mid-April. Listen, people, this is where I'm at, right? Accept it. This is my truth. And so when they popped up, I was kind of like, let me plant more zinnias, you know, like being driven to the thing that does well, like doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it. I have a tendency to do that. So lettuce and, and probably because just lettuce has done so well for me. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it comes with some challenges, though, depending on your area. But it is generally an easy crop because, I mean, you don't really have to wait for it to be done before you can harvest it either. You can just start harvesting whenever you want. I have easily 100 lettuce volunteers in my front yard. It's all in random bits. It's in containers that I left out. It's in uh, my wood chip walkways. It's everywhere. It's in my mailbox. It's coming through my steps. It's maybe not the last two, but it's everywhere. And so for me, that means doing nothing and it's growing. It has to be easy. Well, the fact that you have lettuce volunteers coming up everywhere tells us what you did last summer. (laughs) You know, why don't you focus on the now and not focus on me meaning to go and collect those seeds for months and never getting to it then eventually them being blown all over my front yard yeah that's of course that's what happened. so look i i'll tell you a story real quick about saving seeds from lettuce i saved some lettuce seeds and i cut them i put them in a bag to let them finish drying forgot about them mm-hmm. for a year came back and i was like oh hell yeah i'm gonna have some lettuce seeds cool uh, started going through all of it. Dude, I got like four seeds out of it. I don't know what happened, but it, I was not <laughs> successful at that mission. But that is part of my problem with them is it's quick to bolt. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had somebody the other day, actually. Um, and if you're new to the show, I'm in zone 8A in North Carolina. And Miss Batavia is in... 6A, Chicago, Illinois. And so um, they contacted me and said, I'd like to buy some lettuce plants. This is an old posting I had. I had actually deleted. I don't know how they got it. And I was like, dude, lettuce is done. You know, if you don't have it planted, you ain't get it. It's 85 degrees right now. And this is the day before we're releasing this, just so you guys know. So, I mean, it's hot. Um, and it's, you know, my let- I got a bed full of lettuce that's about to bolt. So that's really the biggest challenge for me for lettuce otherwise i agree with you it's a fairly easy plant to grow no i think you're spot on with that it's actually some of the lettuce that's bolting is the lettuce excuse me some of the lettuce that's volunteering is lettuce that bolted last year so i don't even know for sure if i really enjoyed that because it was a new variety and i'm not even certain of the variety because there were like three new varieties it's a thing um but yeah, I mean, even in Chicago, I'm definitely going to have some lettuce bolting before it gets to full maturity. If I'm planting like, I'm going to say even if I plant right at the beginning of spring, because the growth of that lettuce still is like, it's pretty slow yeah. comparison. Yeah, I got a uh, cooler of lettuce in my garage right now, actually, that I'm trying to get rid of because I can't eat it on. I've got a whole another two and a half rows of lettuce that I've got to harvest within the next week. Um, All right. Mine is going to be specifically snow peas. Mm -hmm. So, and the only reason why I'm going to say snow peas and not all peas is because I haven't mastered um, snap peas yet, like regular peas. But snow peas are easy because as soon as you see the pods, it's time. It's the first thing in the garden. It's one of the first things to harvest. As soon as you see the pod, you harvest it. It's a nitrogen fixer. So, um, if you don't know what that means, basically the roots get little nodules on it that leave nitrogen in the soil and it finds its own nitrogen. So you don't really have to give it a lot. Um, super easy, super, super easy. Now on a, on a side note, remember I told you I didn't have any peas to grow this year. All those Mm, ones. Have you seen my garden? 
Mm-hmm. Look at the cattle panel oh, I thought we were, I thought, in the next. I thought this was a whole, like, a thing we were doing. Yeah, you know I saw the video. You see this piece? So, yes, I've seen it. It yes, shocked yes, me the, the other video. day. I was like, for real? But, um, yeah, so I'm starting to harvest some regular peas, but I haven't really figured it out yet. So, I'm not comfortable saying they're one of the easiest, but I could see where they would be. It's just a little bit more of mature time for the pea itself. I'm so disappointed because I just, I gave up on uh, sweet peas, green peas this season. And I, I mean, that was one of the first things I was supposed to get out and plant. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of years I have planted them. They've been pretty easy. And I mean, it, it, maybe a little bit of tying up, but not even that much of, of tying up. So I definitely get you. I think. Um, you got me. Snow peas. Yeah. I got you, boo. Snow peas are also something that I've only planted a couple of springs not this one. Um, and again, once they're in the ground, I mean, give them something to climb. That's yeah. it. So I can, I can, I can dig it. You can it. dig it. Um, this one is almost a, <laughs> add an asterisk. So. <laughs> Batavia asterisk. Spinach. Yeah, spinach. And <clears throat> I know what you're thinking. If you've listened to more than one episode, you've probably heard me say, my, I've never had a bed full of spinach I take that back. One year I had, I planted spinach and it all came up like I wanted. Just one. I've been trying to plant and grow spinach for like seven, eight, nine years or something. I've had one season where it's like, okay, this is it. Um, the other or spinach that I've gotten, it's been, I mistimed it in the fall. It overwintered. And so for nothing else i know when spinach starts to grow in my garden yeah. in the spring when is that right well it's in my phone on a picture oh. so i mean i don't know right off the Can top of my it? head but um it definitely is march right when i started to see the beginnings of spinach saying hey how you doing Leonard, look into our um, phone and find the date for us now, the reason I why my phone is- reason why i ask is because i'm actually having a good spinach year this year um, I don't want to toot my own horn on that one because I've had a really hard time growing it, but I did something different this year. I, I okay. used that fancy cedar that I got. Um, oh. yeah, it's an automatic cedar. I will try. I'm not even going to lie, everybody. It's not going to be in the Amazon list by the time you listen to this, but it will be on the Amazon list eventually. Um, you can check and see if I already put it in there cause I did a video about it, which, um, it's really stupid looking. But once I figured it out, every single thing that I planted, especially my spinach, came up like it was supposed to. Um, I think it's got a lot to do about my timing and stuff like that. But I have a difficult time growing spinach because of, you know, the fluctuation in the heartbreak zone. Um, But this year I'm having a good year. Now I am using I'm growing a hybrid spinach. I'm growing a sun angel variety, which is more heat tolerant, supposedly. So you know how I am about that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't really drink the Kool Aid, everybody. Just so y'all know, but yeah, I, I agree with you. If you, especially if you live in a northern climate, like when I lived up north, I had full. I was trying to find it. I used to have a picture of my first garden that I planted as an adult, and um, it was my spinach. And if I can, I'll keep looking for it. I want to post it online because it's kind of cool to look at. But man, I grew spinach for months and months when I lived up in Massachusetts. So. That's a good one. This is, um, I may not know because the spinach that's that volunteer in my, or I don't know if you refer to it as volunteer, given that I did plant it last year and it didn't come up. Um, or it, like, there were just a, like maybe a, two true leaves. I think the front yard spinach survived the winter. Yeah. Like, I think it never, the tops never died and then it just put on new growth when the weather got not so cold. And the backyard spinach, um, it was under plastic. So I have a picture from February 26th of this year where spinach was like in the ground and it's grown since then. So one could argue that if I had gone out potentially and dropped seeds in February, maybe so. Anywho, um, it's... I'm not going to give up on fall plantings, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and, and focus on spring for spinach. Seems like my best chance. There may be some test that happens with spinach, which we'll talk about on the other end of the episode. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know what? It's important to note that both actually 
everything that we've mentioned so far, I have not had major pest issues with. Peas are the only one that will get aphids, but I haven't mm-hmm. had any real issues with lettuce or spinach as far as pest goes, too. So that's a win for sure. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give you another one and it's kind of a give me. Um, I feel like we need to have an asterisk section, too, though. But um, radishes. I mean, dude. It's a give me. They're super easy. They're super fast. Um, if you bake them, when you eat them, they're a lot more fun than if you put them <laughs> in salads. I'd be getting tired of eating them in salads. But um, I put, I planted them with my carrots at the same time, and I'm, all, I'm I have like four radishes left in my garden. So you know they're really fast, and it's another one that I just I don't get a lot of pest issues with either. So. I didn't anticipate that being one of the benefits, but um, and, and the thing is too is you can get different varieties of radishes, so don't just go out and buy the first pack of radishes you see. Like I think people should test out radishes and you know different things like that. So, and I've actually been doing that, and I'll talk about that at the end of the episode as well about different radishes that I'm testing. But we've used, you know, typically we've done like the French breakfast radishes, the red champions. Mm-hmm. I've done some icicle radishes. I think you gave me some icicle radish seeds. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of those, but it yeah. was a different look. It was a different way to grow. So, you know, and you can pack so many in a small space, it's not even funny. Yeah, I play around with the size you harvest them at as well. So that the flavor tastes a bit different. I mean, I think it's just one of those things you can add on. It's it's a, it's rewarding to get to harvest something, you know, early in the spring. Yeah. And so radishes can be on that. It was on my list. Did you see me grimace when you, at, you named it? I thought it. you were just saying because I, I cheated it. I, I cheated. No. Well, and the thing is... Well, I would have been cheating too, so... The thing that's cool about it is, you, you know, you mentioned that you can... The taste can be different. And the same thing mm-hmm. goes with all radishes, though. If you leave them in the ground long enough, they'll get spicy. And sometimes it's yeah. nice to have a little bit of a spicy radish mixed in with all your other ones. So, in my book, you know... Mm-hmm, um, it, mm-hmm. And that's... In your book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something that you don't know until you grow it either. You know, you don't know what exactly. a spicy radish is until you grow it. Because you don't, you don't get stuff like that at the store. The caption says, mm-hmm, you're, you're a bug. <laughs> Thanks for calling me a bug. Mm-hmm. Give us your next one. So my next one is arugula. Arugula. Never grown it. Huh. Have you ever had an arugula salad somewhere, like with baby That's arugula? exactly why I've never grown it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that peppery it's, taste um, I don't like. Well, when it's younger, it's not as peppery. Oh. So you like the spice. Well, are you describing the spicy mustards in the same, like you like spicy mustards? When you think of arugula, is that the same for you or is that different? No. So the spicy mustard has um, the wasabi wasabi spice to it. Peppery is different. Peppery is different. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the peppery, but that's okay. I don't have to like everything. No, I was just trying to think of myself, think to myself, kind of tasting them in my head. Um, I didn't have lunch before this episode either. Um, they they are different. Yeah, I agree. Um, and but all that said, the younger arugula is, the less peppery it is. Um, so there is that. It's pretty hearty as well. Um, and to the point of eating it younger, potentially, you can get in and get out with it. And it kind of goes again, like, I'm not going to, you know, have a full bed of arugula and eat like a full plate of arugula. It's going to be something that I'm adding to, you know, my dish, um, a different texture, if you will, um, just based on the leaves. And um, the taste clearly is different. It doesn't taste like your regular lettuce, no matter, you know, what size you harvest it at. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with arugula. If we weren't recording, I'd be putting some seeds in the ground now. It does bolt, though. Does um, it? And so, yeah. And so you got to figure out what time. Not only does it bolt, but it also gets, you know, the hotter it gets, the peppier, pepperier it gets. <laughs> Do you want to hear something funny? So there's that, too. Mm-hmm. So when I had arugula, I went to a restaurant. I've had it multiple times, but this one restaurant I went to, I ordered an arugula salad. 
and they brought me out a salad that had everything in it except for the arugula. And it was in spring and we were sitting outside and I was like, um, ma'am. So first of all, this was up north. And when I said, ma'am, they were like, don't call me that. And I'm like, dude, this is how I, this is how I am from the <laughs> south. We call everybody ma'am. And uh, she was like, I was like, she's like, what's the matter? And I was like, there's no greens in my salad. And she was like, oh, and then she handed me a pair of scissors. And I said, what am I supposed to do with these? And she goes, well, it's growing right next to you. Just clip what you want. And I was like, you want me to harvest my own vegetables and then eat it? I was like, okay. So I cleaned it. It was gritty, dirty, and I ate it. And I was like, we ain't coming back here no more. We're done. Um, But it was definitely peppery and I was not feeling it. So, um, yeah, it was weird. (laughs) It was the weirdest experience I've ever had at a restaurant. What is it? Uh, Harvest a table. Talk about poor execution. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it would have been better if they would have put a pair of scissors on my plate or something. I don't know, but it didn't work out well. But there was definitely planters lining the whole porch and they had different vegetables. in. And when I went by in the summertime, they had jalapenos growing and people would pull the jalapenos off and eat them. But we never went back to the restaurant because I wasn't impressed. So there was that. Like, damn, but I got to pay a lot of money just so I can harvest my own food. I can do that at home. It's like the... The equivalent of self-checkout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you mentioned my next one, and I don't care. It's it's mustard. Mustard greens. Um, you know, I grew them for a long time, and I'm, I grew them for two years and never got around to really eating them because I grow them in the wintertime. Um, mm-hmm. We just kind of grew them. I don't know why. And then I think it was this year... I was like, let me eat one. And I ate it and it had gotten spicy. And I was like, this is what I want. And so that was really good because it grows in the wintertime where I live and well into the spring. So we, we plant it in November and we're harvesting it all the way up until April. And I mean, the spiciness of it, it, it's like you said, it's definitely, or at least the variety I'm growing. I've only grown one variety. I just keep saving the seeds. It's very wasabi-esque flavored, but it's another one of those that I just have not had a lot of pest issues with. Um, I think it's because it grows in the middle of winter, though, so that may have something to do with it, but it just it keeps growing. It doesn't stop, and actually, if you live somewhere, based on what I've read, where you get tomato or you get root knot on your tomatoes, if you plant mustard behind your tomatoes and then at the end of the season, um, just basically cut it up and let it fall back and mulch it back into your soil, it will help with those nematodes that create that root knot. So it can help combat those. So that's an extra win on that one, but it's super easy to grow. It's very forgiving. And if you like it spicy like I do, once it starts to bolt, it don't really matter. You can keep eating it until it like really bolts. And then it kind of, you know, you know how plants will get kind of funky looking and all that stuff once it really goes to seed. But um, that's a it's really good. Um, It's just super easy and it doesn't take up a lot of space either. So like in the wintertime, we'll have issues. We had issues this year with uh, moisture being like in the garden all the time but because it grows at more upright than a lot of your other greens it lets that airflow go in and i didn't have as many issues around my mustard greens as i did other plants yeah i am not so sure how i feel about mustards i think it's a take it or leave it vegetable i mean it depends on your taste too you know what i mean yeah yeah i think it's um I think that mustards are kind of like spinach and the, I don't know if I'm ever really planting it at the right time. I'm pretty sure I have a whole section of my garden where I'll have mustard volunteers. Um, and there are two mustards I had last year, green wave, and there's another variety. And one of them I preferred to the other, but I didn't collect the seeds on either of them. And there are definitely some seeds that are flying around. And so I'm hoping that, that's what I see volunteering as well. Maybe I'll give it a chance to taste it. There's something to be said about, you know, 
it's only starting to germinate when the weather wants it to germinate, when the soil is warm right. enough. Right. You know, so it also tells me that it wouldn't have made a difference if I would have planted mustards earlier in my garden either, which says something. I think um, I'm actually okay with moving on to the next category, unless you have another. No, I think that you feel strongly about. No, I think because it's so late in the season. I don't think we should, you know, I'm thinking of like root crops and stuff like that, but some take a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, but I wouldn't describe some of these root crops as easy either. No. Some of the root crops you may and I think that's what we're going to talk about now is we're going to go into Batavia's favorite section. The one mm-hmm. is the asterisk section. It's easy with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you have a certain one that's got an asterisk behind it? One that has officially become easy within the last growing season, last two growing seasons, and that's carrots. It has an asterisk because, I mean, how many videos have you seen? Young Ben has one about the how to germinate carrots. You know, yeah. so the issue with them, um, and I've experienced this as well, like you can't let the soil get dry, right? You got to keep that that thing damp (laughs) and but once they germinate it's off to the races there's a little bit more work as it relates to thinning if you didn't kind of space your seeding which a lot of people don't myself included um but man once i mean I, i could just be coming off of a really good carrot year and maybe i'm overstating how easy it is but i like did nothing after uh, after they germinated and then I thinned. That was it. That was all. That's the best kind of crop. You just wait for the harvest. Yeah, you just germinate and grow. Yeah, the germination is definitely um, something else. You know, I just today I just harvested carrots, um, and there was definitely an asterisk behind that harvest, but there is a reason why. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's you know, the germination time on them can be up to 21 days. Now, last year I planted them and I had carrots germinate in three days. So mm-hmm. there is that. I don't know what happened. I think it was just like the right amount of moisture and the temperature fell long enough. I don't know what it was, but we definitely had germination very fast. Um, and I started doing it differently too. I started planting them pretty deep and that worked out really well too. So, um, that's definitely an issue. And I think the length of time that they have to grow is another asterisk reason for it as well. I mean, dude, they say 70 days, but yeah. I mean, my carrots that I just harvested today have been in for five months and I didn't really get totally full size carrots. Now that could be because it got bit by the cold, you know, um, the Arctic blast. It could be because it could be a number of things, but you know, there's definitely an asterisk behind it, but I think it's one of the most rewarding crops to grow. I can tell you that. And it won't bolt until it gets like real hot. So there's that too. The flavor is not as good, but. So you're listening to this on uh, happy 420 on the 20th of April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last year I sowed my carrot seeds on April the 25th. Let's call it the 20th. In just Chicago. Cool. Just mm-hmm. say 420 well, to be cool. I still haven't sowed carrot seeds yet. So you got time. <laughs> I'm going to do it tomorrow. Clearly. Now I said that, I mean, again, it could be um, in some places it may be getting to the point where it's too warm yeah. to start those out. Um, but it worked last year and I'm hopeful for this year as well to get those so germinated and start growing. Um, what did I do? I was harvesting carrots up and through some point in August, which again, it's, I think it's kind of unique. I think maybe some of us in the Midwest or that have temperatures like we do could probably get away with that. Um, so I'm trying to balance that idea of like, when was the earliest carrot that I harvested? Cause 70 days, is that what you said you were at? 75 months? You didn't say you were at five months. I, I planted you? them five months ago. Yeah, I planted them in the fall. And yeah. so to be to be clear, I had it stored in my memory bank. But then I'm like, he couldn't have said that. No, when I, when you plant them that late in the year, they don't stay that long. They um, mm-hmm. they're not growing all. That yeah, they're time. not growing all that time. They sit dormant for a while. So they're that's why. But usually, um, 
usually like the first year I grew carrots, I think I planted them around, I think it was now actually. And I was harvesting them by like mid to late June. And that was the best harvest I ever had, actually. Everything was fully grown. You know, there was no, like, stopping for the cold or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, I'm going to give you one. Cabbage. Asterisk behind a cabbage. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Detail. So, it's easy to grow. You basically plant it and you wait for it to head. But the asterisk is you got to stay on top of the pest situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, they don't call mm-hmm. it the cabbage looper for no reason. <laughs> so there is that. But that being said, it's the most common pest. So it's it's not easily eradicated. But the tall tale signs, the telltale signs of it are very easy to find. And I mean... The it's like a double asterisk. The other problem too is sometimes they take a long time to head up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been blessed and cursed at the same time by growing this dwarf variety for all these years. So I'm I'm getting away from that and going to like full size varieties. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, for the most part, they're fairly easy to grow, except for the uh, the pest issue. What do you think? It's your it's your asterisk. You could use it how you, you choose. You think so? <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I don't have a ton of experience growing cabbage starting in the spring. I've only probably grown it maybe like three seasons total, maybe four. And it's been mixed. Sometimes it's been starting in the spring. And then sometimes it's been planting it like pretty close to the end of spring, early summer. And, and it's worked out for me still. Um, the... I've had issues, and this is the gardener though, issues with shading, the crops getting shaded out. Um, And so like there's a window where that thing is supposed to be, again, going to the point of producing a head and and it did happen. Um, I think it's less about planting it in the spring and the beginnings of growing it in the spring and more about when do you end up with the harvest. So if you're like me and you're planting it maybe mid-spring, then you're getting into summer. I think pests are absolutely, you know, potential for a nightmare. I think you have like the heat of summer. And I actually had some, like one head of cabbage last year, like mold out, you know, like based on the watering and the heat and how the cabbage was, uh, leaves were kind of folded in on each other. So later in the season, in the growing season, I think it becomes maybe an asterisk around yeah. it, but not necessarily during the springtime. I think that's that's fair. Um, you know, for me, it doesn't work that way because our our cabbage season ends so early. I mean, we are going to be harvesting as much cabbage as we can within the next two weeks. So I think I've got another. I got a pretty big head out there, and then I should about a week later get another one, and then I've got a bunch of small ones. So we'll probably get a couple more 18th century doorknobs out of the garden. But um, yeah, I mean. I haven't had... Actually, I take that back. This winter, my cabbages did get that white mold from the moisture that it was retaining underneath it. So, there is that. It's nasty stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to go ahead and toss in my beloved broccoli, which has become my beloved, as an asterisk. Only because... And this is the only reason. It's because of the bolt factor. Yeah, dude. You want to talk about something sensitive? The timing that you need to plant your broccoli in to get to the point of harvesting before it gets too hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it, And there's that part of like timing is really important, but you don't know what's happening with the next 90 days. You know, how hot, if you get a week of a hot spell. At the beginning of February, we had a solid week where the temperature's as a high most of the day stayed in the 70s that's and sunny that's hot for the beginning of april um then that next week we went down to on my average last frost date freezing yeah we actually again i forget that we're recording this near in real time and we're going to get down to near freezing at some point in the next couple of nights sunday monday is scheduled to get close to freezing so what are you going to do? Um, but anywho, broccoli could be a joy. It 
my broccoli transplants that I purchased did survive that 32 degrees um just a note i know that you already knew that but i didn't know it for sure i was uber nervous but i said f it i'm gonna see what Dude, they, they love it now i know yeah. it's the i know if it was an established plant it would have been fine but these were like fresh out of the six pack yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just stretching their legs and all and um yeah no worries at all so i won't run out panicked anymore you know, with my bed sheets and things. You want to know something crazy? So I, um, I had a company send me a planter. I did a video on it and I planted a pepper in it. And unfortunately, like two days later, the planter got blown over by the wind. And um, yeah. when I pulled up the pepper plant to put back into the pot, in two days, the roots had already taken away from the root ball and started growing outwards. And only two days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, that question of established, um, I don't know what that means. I don't know the terminology behind it, what actually determines if something is established or not. But based on the speed that that happened, I would say that it's probably not as long as we think. You know what I mean? I think it depends on the, the vegetable. Because I've... I've planted a thing, a plate. So I've sat for weeks and weeks, sometimes months, and said, this is what I want to plant. Get out there, maybe plant it, maybe do something different. And then a week goes by and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And so a, a plant is in that um, space for a week. I pull it up and it looks like it did the week a week ago. So I think it depends on the plant. I think it depends on how well you care for that transplant to begin with. So if you go back to your growing of peppers, they probably were air quote pretty mature as far as transplants yeah. go. Where what I'm planting, maybe you know in the examples where I've pulled it up, maybe it's not. So it could be that all of them do um, get established sooner than I think. Or it could be per vegetable. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I think the the temperature has a lot to do with it too. I mean, you know, if you're planting your broccoli transplants that you've purchased, um, you know, you wait for a slight warm spell. I think you would be a lot faster than if you're like really trying to squeeze something in, kind of, you know, oh, it's gonna get cold in the day. Let me get it in now. But then you know, in the next couple of days, it was gonna be warm. Like I think you can kind of work around that. And, you know, again, like I've pulled stuff out of my garden, same thing. And I swear the roots have not gone past the uh, the initial root ball. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. The plant grows. Mm -hmm. But when I look at it, I don't see anything different. You know what I mean? Like it's all still there. So it's confusing. Well, that's you're talking about like a, a plant that's all grown up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's different, but yeah, me too. Like how is it? So then the question in my mind is like, well, is this plant not established? Well, you know, it's funny. I was watching something recently and it was, you know, oh, it was one of those. It's the classic. You said it. I've said it. We've all said it. You know, plant the tomato plant deep because these little hairs here, they're going to turn on into roots. And I'm like, is this like another thing to feed that's not really going to contribute to the plant? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of questioning that, like the not that it doesn't happen, but how it benefits you and your plant. But let's not go there. I've pulled tomato plants out in good tomato years, and I'm like, this is it? Yeah. What happened to... <laughs> I'm expect I've got... You know what the biggest root is that I've pulled up? That almost got dirty for it a did. minute. The biggest root I've pulled up is a sunflower uh, plant. Okra is right next to it. Even when I pull up my beloved collard green plants after the season, after a wonderful season with them, I'm kind of like, this is kind of puny from what you're expecting, yeah. right? You're like, I thought this thing was going to break through the concrete that this this garden bed is on. No, that's not what's no, happening. No, it's crazy. Um, there is some, there's something you said about, you know, while it's not the size of a tree trunk, you know, there still is, these roots have grown enough to be able to gather the nutrients they need. So I don't want to like... Don't be planting things in like, you know, <laughs> like four ounce cups or anything like that. Let's not do that. Now, the worst I've ever had with that is planting the plants in those compostable cups. Those mm. peat moss cups. Those I hate those things. They don't do what they, they're advertised to do. Um, you know, I've pulled those up in the damn cup still totally intact. 
and you're basically growing out of a cup. So you uh, you and I were talking about the other day about how the injustice of like these products that are just bad. They just don't do what they say they were going to do. And they're uber popular. That's one of them. I've had that exact same thing. You're like, oh, OK, so I really did have only two inches to grow in here, three inches to grow in. That's yeah, a crack. Yeah, it is. It it does. um break down meaning like i've seen people just tear it up and dump it into their garden versus the design was to basically take out the bottom i've done that too and, and i still pull up the damn cup at the end of the, the year that's been ripped up yeah. into a, i mean i've cut it up, i've done everything so um i do want to say this about broccoli though i've made a decision i'm not oh, planting broccoli in the spring anymore because it just gets like right to the edge and then it bolts so I've got to figure out, I've got to really hone in my fall planting a little bit better. Um, and it, it's just, it's super sensitive, man. I, I, I don't get it, but it's, you know, I've, I've grew Calbrese broccoli this spring and I mean, I was getting some nice heads and then I'd go out the next day and they would just start separating. And so essentially what I would do is I would, <laughs> my wife, bless her heart, she would go and she'd buy broccoli and she'd cook dinner <laughs> And there's a lot of there's a lot of meals where like every vegetable on the plate we had grown and we were eating broccoli one night. And I'm like, is this my broccoli? No, my son asked that. And she goes, did daddy grow this broccoli? And she goes, you see that little one down there? And he was like, yeah, he was like, daddy grew that one. (laughs) (laughs) And so he eats it. He's like, this one tastes better than all the other ones, mommy. (laughs) You know, a part of the thing that's not on our 2023 goals, but it's the thing that I need to promise myself to do is I've gotten pretty close with growing broccoli from seed, like getting to the point of transplant, but I've not. The broccoli I planted it. So I purchased broccoli, cabbage, collards as transplants this year. And I have broccoli, cabbage uh, and cauliflower. And I have some cabbage that came out of my own garden or at my own um, seed starting area. And so... I've never planted broccoli in the fall. And I had that Ben moment of, I, I bet it could do pretty well. Because if you think about how cool our fall gets, if I could start off with a transplant, like late August, I got to look up on our, you know, extension service, probably late August, early September, I could probably get into a pretty good place like harvesting maybe sometime in November. Yeah. Hmm, something to think about. But I'm not going to, at this point, I'm not going to. If my broccoli doesn't do well, the transplants, then I'll be more driven to it. Um, I would like to not grow broccoli at all in the spring if I could, to your point, and instead grow it in the fall. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like raising teenagers or something. You don't know what you're going to, what's going to happen. It is, man. You've tried all you can. It is. It's temperamental. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's like, it's going through puberty. I don't know what the deal is, but um, there's a huge asterisk by broccoli in my mind. Um, actually, I don't agree yeah. with that one just because of that, but that's okay. It doesn't even make it to the asterisk. No, list? it doesn't make it to the asterisk. You're going to notice that we're not even going to mention cauliflower here. Um, it's sit right there with just because it's so easy to bolt. I mean, damn, I'm, I'm gonna stop harping on it though, everybody. I'm gonna stop harping. <laughs> well, you know what? I was looking at my um, like plant starting date. Again, I went back to my extension service and I realized the years I've harvested cauliflower, I've harvested it after I harvested the broccoli. I don't know by how much, maybe a couple of weeks. And my extension service suggests that I plant cauliflower weeks after I plant my uh, broccoli. So broccoli, by that definition, should be more sensitive to heat than cauliflower, where it could take a little bit more, you know, kind of summer heat, if you will. Well, it goes the opposite way, though, in the winter and the fall. It's terrible, though, once it, like, bolting looks different in in cauliflower, and it's the worst. (laughs) Try one piece, and then don't put yourself through it. (laughs) <laughs> let's throw it out yeah. but give it to the end yeah. don't don't do it so i'm gonna give you an asterisk one but i want you to promise me that you won't yell at me or roll your eyes or do anything promise me nope can't Please. promise okay. okay cool potatoes potatoes are easy <laughs> <laughs> Batavia turned her camera off as soon as I said it. 
<laughs> I want to keep my promises. Potatoes. Are... If a tree, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it make it sound? Yeah, yeah. If I roll my eyes and I'm not on camera, did I really roll my She's eyes? She's probably got yeah. both fingers up at me right now, yelling. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't mute it. <laughs> But no, seriously, um, and I'm going to tell you why, because I'm having an issue, a personal issue with potatoes. So potatoes are, you you plant them earlier than a lot of vegetables, right? Um, and I know that, and the reason why we're doing this in April is because we, we know that a lot of people are, that are listening to us, some people s- still have snow on top of their beds, and it's the last snows, mm-hmm. but there's still snow. Um, but the problem is it takes so long to grow it that it really falls into the spring summer category. Um, you know, so for me, what I'm having is I have two beds right now. One of them I have given my son to grow in for the year and he wanted to grow potatoes. And so we have these two beds completely tied up with tomato potatoes, 100% tied up. And they probably won't be emptied from potatoes until... I'm going to say almost June to mid-June. So at that point, you're at this weird spot of like, what do I put in behind it? Not to mention that it does have pest issues that are controllable, but it's kind of a sticky situation. And they're a little bit more maintenance. But the reason why I'm putting them on here is because I think they're really worth it. Um, And if you've been listening to the show for a long time, it is a complete 180 from what I've said in the past. And I, I... you know, that's fine. You can spit on my face or whatever, but and actually don't do that. But, um, there's, it's, it, it can just be, it's a tie up moment. You know what I mean? It's just, it's hard to deal with. It's been a real, um, a real roadblock for me in my garden because I have this plan, but I have to wait until these potatoes are done. And really they're not going to be done until it gets, starts to get hot and then they die back. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's referred as, as a tuber versus a root, but I've dumped it into the root crops. Yeah, okay. And I've come a long way. Yeah, no, I've come a long way when it comes to my fear of root crops, my lack of confidence in root crops. But the tenets of that is the, you got to wait to see what you pull up. Right. So leaves on top are an indicator, you know, but they don't tell the whole story. And that's probably if I were to add an asterisk to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. When they do well, it's worth it. I think the idea of like putting a piece of a potato in the ground and then getting more than one piece back is pretty amazing. It is. Um, But I do think that it maybe, you know. Now, I've always loved potatoes. I was going to say, maybe when I was under, you know, kind of eating differently, this wouldn't be so important to me. There's a lot of hope and expectations around potatoes for me. And that alone puts an asterisk around it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the potential to be disappointed. But you all have heard me whine about that before. Um, and just wait, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for me to whine about it again, I'm sure. Um I, I get it. I get it. They are a little bit sensitive to cold, right? You know, so if you get, do get a hard freeze, you may want to protect them. Uh, I said a hard freeze, you know, once they've emerged from the ground. Um, and then I'd skip ahead. Well, I'll, I'll meet you with the disease. So I could see that too. Yeah. Um, and then I'll skip ahead. There's one thing that a lot of these crops not all of them i could probably go back and add you know a special note maybe not an asterisk any of these crops where it's like you plant it there this year and you really don't want to plant it there again like those bother me like you know like so you could plant lettuce anywhere you want and keep on planting it over and over and over again but i was just thinking about how you don't want to repeatedly plant potatoes you want to rotate those crops like you know they're disease and pests that can take out those crops you know potatoes are a good example of that you know you can probably get by mostly unscathed with your peas and all um but you know cabbage we talked about that like these are things where you're putting a lot it's a lot at stake when you talk about the space you're you're dedicating to yeah and you have to be there i think they're picky because of that yeah there's just there's a lot to potatoes um i've actually got a video coming out like 
I think today or that day um, that this release is about potatoes and what I'm doing with them and, you know, hilling them and fertilizing them and all that stuff. But I think the thing Mm. with uh, root crops and I mean, look, tuber, root crop, whatever. Okay. Um, I saw you roll your eyes when I said that earlier. So um, I think the thing about it is it's, it's a confidence thing in the gardener. And the first time you grow something like that, I mean, you legit have no clue what's going on. The only thing you have to look at is the tops, which is a good signal. You know, is the top healthy? Is it growing? Is it getting big? Is it, you know, flourishing? Then you know that something's going on underneath. And I think it's just taking that chance and stepping off into, the, you know, off into the deep end about, you know, trying something out. And then, I mean, dude, once I grew my first thing of carrots, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. I'm done. I'm growing carrots. That's it. You know, I grew potatoes, sweet potatoes, same thing. You know, I let them bastards sit in the ground for 115 days. That's a whole season, almost like the warmest part of the season. But when I got my 40 to 50 pounds of potatoes out of there, guess who was laughing all the way to the the kitchen? (laughs) So, I mean, it was just one of those things. Like, I think it's a confidence issue. And I think it's just, we have to, kind of once you do it you get better at it so um yeah i think i put in the chat heavy feeders yeah um, and that's that's an experience and it's more of an experience thing right you know so you know i'm resistant to that you know like but there are vegetables that require more nutrients than others you know hard stop yeah and um, everything can't be treated the same way. When I mean treated, I mean like, you know, um, nurtured the same way. And I think that um, potatoes are a good example of that. The internet will have you believe though, people are just tossing them in and never doing anything, you know? Um, and I just, I can't, I can't believe that unless I don't understand how rich that person's soil is. Um, and I think that's something we don't talk about often. I don't want to, you know, open that can up here, but no, I do want to. All I, soil isn't the same. No, I do want to say something about the internet, and then we do need to move on to what we're trying in our gardens. Um, oh, good grief! We have a whole other. This is another. This episode? is a very, very here? quick one. Uh, just trying, mm-hmm. you know, easy crops. We're trying to do whatever. Um, there is this website, and if I Google and you know, growing or a lot of times is like growing X plant in North Carolina. This one website has been coming up a lot lately, and every single thing I've read on the website is 100% wrong. It's like, you can't grow anything anytime, but in the most perfect weather, and, you know, I mean, it's saying that kale can't be below freezing and all this stuff. And when I say freezing, I mean 32 degrees, and immediately you're like, no, that's not right. But it keeps coming up all the time and i'm almost to the point where i'm gonna put this website on blast because it's terrible information but um you just be careful about what you're reading and you know all that stuff so the internet doesn't tell the truth all the time but you said something i go ahead i saw on the internet um this person as a comment like a review um no yeah a review they planted eight sweet potato slips. So, you know, kind of toss it in and do nothing. And I think they said they harvested like 60 pounds of sweet potatoes. I'm just like, who are you? Where do you live? Come do this in my garden. That's what happened you know, to me my part, first you know, year with sweet potatoes. I planted six. Yeah, luckily I know you. Yeah, I'm not full of crap. Just part full of it. <laughs> not about this. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> so you said earlier you were going to, you were trying some new stuff for a uh, spring um what was that well i don't remember how well, we that wasn't it. exactly true so this well, is look the who's second full of crap now everybody uh-huh, i know right i never said i wasn't <laughs> you're the one making those proclamations uh so this is the third or fourth year that i've walked out into my garden in the spring and then i found spinach that i met, i planted in the fall and so i have a vision of my spring garden just having rows and rows of spinach i've had it for a while never been able to pull it off i think that someone walked behind me two years ago and picked up every single spinach seed that i put in one of the beds in the front yard garden that's the only thing that could make sense anyway 
last year I planted some spinach. If I needed to, I could go back and figure out the when. It did very little, you know, then the winter came. And when I remove the plastic from the bed in the backyard garden, I point that out because that's like pretty shady during the winter mm-hmm. um, and early spring. And I have like, I have to harvest it today. I think the biggest, like one or two spinach plants, you know, the plants are big as your head. We know what's going to happen when, you know, we put them in the, the skillet, but that's not the point. So the try is I got plenty of beds. I got plenty of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Intentionally, and this is what I, I do believe um, when folks refer to overwintering, what they mean. Intentionally plant late into the fall. And there's probably a science. There's probably this bit of like, oh, it needs to germinate before the really cold hits. I'll figure all that out. But what happens when I pull that back the plastic next spring and I have the bed of spinach that I want? It's still tasty. You know, I'm not doing any kind of spinach taste test. I don't know if it would be better if I would have planted it in the spring versus overwintering it. But that's talk about like setting it in and walking away. Yeah. Yeah. Overwintering spinach is the the short description of the trying something new. Intentionally overwintering I, I'm hoping to do something similar to that next year. We'll see. Mm. Um, With? Spin, spinach. Oh, yeah, spinach. Okay. Um, if I can get it to germinate in the fall, that is, then I will do it. Um, for me, the thing I was going to talk about, I was talking about radishes and I have a recipe that I've cooked for a long time. Um, it called for daikon radishes. Um, and the the thing about them is they're, they're, first of all, they're hard to get in the grocery store, but the other thing is they're a tillage radish. Mm -hmm. So if you, you, um, and a lot of people don't know, might not know what that means, um, a tillage radish is basically, I mean, it'll just pound through the ground and mm. I have compacted soils in my wild garden and working on it, you know, systematically. And this year I'd planted it in the spring, never grew it before and it didn't get real big, but it definitely started to form. So I was looking at it again and I was like, you know what? First of all, I love to eat it. And the other thing is, too, is if you let it overgrow and then you till the radish and everything up because it tills so deep, it'll absorb the nutrients. And I guess when it Mm -hmm. basically composts away in your garden, it'll re-release those nutrients. So you're kind of getting a couple of things going on here. So I'm thinking about next year just doing um, a couple things. One, I'm going to I need to really sit down and I mean, I have time to do this. I'm not rushing, but I'm going to look at what I want to grow as like each crop and I may end up doing like mono crops in each of my beds and I may end up doing daikon radishes only in one of my beds and start systematically working my way through that section of my garden. That's the worst for the compacted soil and doing that. So we'll see. Now I was kind of surprised, you know, my other radishes I planted, they were almost gone and the daikon radishes had hardly gotten any size to them, but I'd never planted them before. So it was a good learning lesson. So that's hmm. what I'm going to be trying with uh, spring crops. And I'm, unfortunately for me in my area, spring is over. Um, I yeah, have one yeah. bed left and it's like, dude, I'm, I'm sweating the heat right now. So I've got to, I've got to get out there and, and get harvesting so I can get my sweet taters in. Cause uh, I got some sweet potatoes that uh, I got at a big box store. They were already in six packs. I'm pretty excited because my sweet potato slips didn't do well this year. I am risking it all. We're past the point of me starting sweet potato slips. So I'm hoping, really hoping, hoping, hoping that um, the big box store doesn't let me down. Dude, um, I'm going to I'm gonna go to Home Depot. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping they're not they wouldn't be out no. yet in my area, you know, but that's my plan. That's where I got mine from. I'm last pretty year. sure they basically sell the same things all the way around. Um, yeah. I don't care for the sweet potato variety that they have. Mm-hmm. There is that. Is it Beauregard? Yeah, Beauregard. They're a drier potato, which is um, the benefit is I just recently learned that I really um, have. I'm just absolutely in love with sweet potato pie and Beauregard sweet potatoes are good for sweet potato pie. So there is that. So I can eat a hell of a lot of sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. but I have my Georgia Jets as well. So that's a whole nother episode video or something like that. So <laughs> everybody. 
those are the easiest crops the ones with the asterisks and all that good stuff i hope you enjoyed it come check us out on patreon um apple subscriptions to help support the show amazon list below all of our affiliate links come see us on facebook at the uh, byg community garden and you will be amongst other listeners and until next time everybody let's learn to grow and grow for change and happy 420 see ya now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time all over the world people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.